I have David Williams joining us from Page Trader. He's here to talk energies. David, welcome. Good to have you with us. Crude on track for its first quarter loss in over two years. Yeah, good morning, Ben. Great to be here. Uh, crude oil continues its slide lower after making really somewhat historic highs recently. Uh, not all-time highs, but very, very big numbers on the upside. Uh, you know, uh, crude is below our level that we liked, which was 88 to $87. We felt that if they could hold above that, that would be important. They weren't able to, and crude has been unable to stabilize at that level. Uh, that is bearish to us, and you know, crude is today trading down at $80. Um, I think it goes without saying at this point uh, that Russia's war in Ukraine continues to reshape the world's energy markets. This has made all the difference in the world, and we're seeing the kind of volatility that we haven't seen in a long, long time. I'd have to agree. That was the other top story this week. In addition to the Fed, the focus was on Russia, this ongoing effort to ramp up their invasion on Ukraine, more troops basically meaning prolonged pain, it seems like, across the board. But you have some major demand concerns as well, and that seems to be trumping uh, what's playing out in terms of Russia. Uh, you've got these rate increases globally, and ultimately it's signaling that we could be headed for a recession. Yeah, I mean, it's almost no doubt that we're heading for a recession. Okay. I don't know how we get out of that. One of the things about the continued increases in the Fed funds rate is that that is designed uh, in part, if not in whole, to crush demand. You know, if you crush demand with higher interest rates, businesses will be forced to lower their prices. That stops inflation. But it's a cruel way to stop yeah. inflation. Yeah. And I think it, it inevitably leads to a recession. Painful. Um, at this point, yes. labor still remains pretty strong. So people are going to need to continue to uh, fill their tanks in theory and drive back and forth to work, those that are, I guess. One could argue, yeah. but let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the levels more specifically that you're watching. You mentioned the breach of 87, 88 is what opened up the door to the downside here. Yeah, you know, really short term. Uh, well, first of all, on the quarter, which closes in just a few days here, mm -hmm. if we're below $88 or $87 in our work, that is definitely a weaker position. Okay. Uh, much shorter term, Ben, if crude oil is unable to test $81.40 or slightly higher on Monday, September 26. By that time, it will already probably be quite a bit lower. So what this means is that normally we've seen a pretty good decline. We would expect them to test 81.40, which is a nearby number or slightly higher. If they do that, that's interesting. That has some meaning to us. If they can't do it, it has some meaning to us and it may prompt another uh, forecast from crude oil. So uh, for us, those are kind of the key numbers right now. Uh, we'll have more on crude oil for a longer-term forecast after we close out the month of September below 88 to $87. You know, such an interesting uh, uh, market here right now, dynamic one, as I've been calling it uh, recently. It is, to say the least. But, um, you know, for one, you see, well, prices at the pump have come off uh, but not necessarily to the extent that yep. we've seen crude oil. So, uh, and you've got investors, you've got, I should say, consumers that are cheering that on. But again, a little bit of a concern here right now because you, you're cheering it on lower prices, but not necessarily if it's a reflection of an economy that's uh, softening. Yeah, no, well said. And, you know, in our particular part of the country in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, crude, uh, the oil prices have reduced the gasoline prices 
relatively dramatically out here in Las Vegas. And this is a harder place to get to. It's not, you know, prices are still higher in California than they are out here, but it's a regional thing. Uh, every every region's gonna have their own prices for the, at the pump, uh, but the prices have come down and the raised interest rates are gonna cause, <clears throat> as you said, it's gonna be grief. It's gonna be uh, difficult for people to move through this because part of this decline in the S&P and in the Dow and in the Russell and so on is because, not just because they raised interest rates by three quarters of a point, Ben, but because they've made it clear that they are far from done in raising interest rates. Yeah, yeah. I like that. In terms of uh, brace yourself, it does sound like the message this week really was across the board, more to come. Uh, any uh, other markets you have your eye on? I, I know you're watching in terms of energies and natural gas, yeah. as well as uh, the indices. You keep a close eye on levels in terms of, David, uh, anything to bring to our attention? Well, uh, today, uh, as you know, our longer-term forecast in the S&P has been since April that the S&P was going to decline back down to 37.30 or lower by the first quarter of 2023. And as of today, the S&P has completed that forecast with today's decline to 37.30 and lower. Um, we do believe, even though it's already been completed, we do believe that 3730 is going to be tested again in the original time period, which is the first quarter of 2023. So while we're testing it now and it's been completed early, relatively speaking, we think we're going to see more of 3730 uh, in the uh, first quarter of 2023. Uh, shorter term, Ben, a daily close today below 3745 keeps the S&P in a much weaker position with lower prices likely. And uh, a close today above 37.45 for people that are watching the kind of daily and intraday, intraday stuff that we do, closing above 37.45 today, and we're not forecasting it will, but if it does close above 37.45, we believe that's a better position, more constructive coming into Monday or Tuesday of next week. Uh, we also really short term believe that today will test, we're almost there now, 37.31 or slightly higher in the first half of the day. Um, a lot of our forecasts are related to time and time periods. I invite your guests to come watch what we do and see if that's useful to them. Well, I can tell you, David, uh, your forecasts have been spot on. I just want to pull a couple charts here and point out that we're still holding up above the June lows. and. Right at this 37.28 level, down 1% below the 200-day moving average. So obviously the June lows are going to be watched very closely should we get below 3,700 here. I also just want to point out in terms of this discussion, kind of tying it together, crude oil uh, and the energies oftentimes track each other very closely. We saw the ES coming off the January highs. Crude still uh, a little bit late to the uh, party in terms of some of the uh, bearish momentum we've seen here recently, but a reflection of, again, some of these concerns. So... David, always a pleasure to have you on the show and appreciate you sharing part of your Thanks. Friday morning with us here on the TD Ameritrade Network. We'll keep an eye on these levels and look forward to having you back.